feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. On the Rita Cosby Show, a stunning, stunning verdict against President Trump. Just a few hours ago in a New York courtroom, a federal jury there returning its damages verdict against the former president, ordering him to pay this woman, E. Jean Carroll, $83. Million dollars. You heard it right. A staggering $83 million for damaging and defaming her. Now, it's interesting if you listen to the decision, they put punitive, they put a whole bunch of different amounts in there again, totaling $83 million. The first case against Trump, which was on the issues of the alleged sexual assault. He says he never did it. He said he doesn't even remember this woman. Well, that dates back to where she says it was a Bergdorf Goodman's very busy department store in Midtown Manhattan. And she says that then well-known President Trump sexually assaulted her in a dressing room. My opinion, everybody's different. Situations are different. The story is really just hard to understand. She doesn't remember the date or the time or any of those things. And also, she says that it happened again at the Bergdorf Goodman's. And that's a very busy, well-known department store. President Trump has always been super well-known, that he was well-known when he walked in the door there. And she was helping him in the store. And then the next thing you know, they're in this dressing room. Well, I've been in the Bergdorf Goodman dressing rooms. I haven't been in, I don't know which specific one, but they're separated by sexes, or at least the ones I've been to have been. And also, if you go there, it's very high profile. There's a lot of people around. Uh, It's always a very busy store. There's great security there. It's just a really wild story. And again... I wasn't there, but it seems like a hard story to believe. And then when the jury came back in the first case, this is when they said, okay, was there a sexual assault? Uh, Is he liable? And that one, they found him liable for $5 million. That's a lot of money. And now this one is for comments that he made afterwards saying, I don't know her. It's not true. It's not this, calling her names and all that stuff. So today, this isn't even the sexual assault allegation. This is the defamation part of it. And this part is 83 million bucks. Call me crazy, but that seems a little out of whack. That's my opinion. I mean, that is a stunning amount. And to me, this is just the epitome, I think, of justice system gone awry. What are your thoughts today that this woman who made these claims, and we've seen her on Anderson Cooper. Remember during all the Anderson Cooper stuff, when he was interviewing her, she kind of was talking like, well, rape is kind of sexy. It was just these weird kind of cringy moments where she made some comments that were making you feel a little unseemly. And people thought, that's a little odd, right? So she made those comments. 
She's in that interview. Then she can't remember the date. She says it was in a really busy, busy department store. And there's just a lot of holes missing in this case. That's just my thought. There are things that happen. um, And obviously you want people and victims of sexual assault to be believed. But you also don't want to have people falsely accused. And sometimes the stories just seem inconceivable. In my opinion, this one seems inconceivable. Your thoughts, guys, especially gals out there, when you hear this, would you imagine at that point, we haven't heard, to my recollection, anybody who came forward and said that they heard anything or saw anything. Um, Apparently, she did tell people the story after the fact. So there's some of that. But again, that's hearsay. And so far, I haven't heard anybody who was there at the department store say, oh, yeah, there was something gone awry and uh, we saw this or we saw that or we heard this or we heard that. I haven't heard any of that. And you're dealing with the former president of the United States, a case that she says happened in the 1990s. And now today, according to the judge, yeah, maybe, yeah, he shouldn't have said she's blank or blank or blank. But if you're being falsely accused, don't you have a right to defend yourself and say that it's not true? That the person's making the story up. And if that's what he believes and if that is the truth, we don't know. We weren't in the room. We weren't in the dressing room. But if you really feel like you're being falsely accused and you don't remember this person, he meets a lot of people. You know, I mean, couldn't you have don't you have a right to get up there and say this isn't true? And if you hear the way that the judge handled the case, the judge only allowed him to speak. For a few moments, he only got up there for like three minutes. And then today in the closing arguments, they were pointing at him and the judge has just been really rude, almost like the other judge uh, that's happened in Gorin in the other case in New York. It's like seems to be something in the water with New York judges. Maybe that's why a lot of these cases are coming up in New York. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Here is Alina Haba. She is the attorney for President Trump. She was in the courtroom throughout this case in the E. Jean Carroll case. This is her reaction after the stunning $83 million verdict against President Trump by this jury. No, I'm not having any second thoughts about representing President Trump. It is the proudest thing I could ever do. What I am having second thoughts about is the license that I stand here with that the people in there are supposed to have. I have not spoken because I respect my ethics while I'm on trial. But let me now speak about what has happened. I have sat on trial after trial for months in this state, the state of New York. Attorney General Letitia James, and now this, weeks weeks. Why? Because President Trump is leading in the polls. And now we see what you get in New York. So don't get it twisted. Whoever asked me that question, I am so proud to stand with President President Trump. But I am not proud to stand with what I saw in that courtroom. Wow, a lot of emotions there outside the courtroom today. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And President Trump says, yes, he will appeal. Uh, let's go to Roger, line four. Roger, your thoughts. You know, so, can you hear me okay? Yep, sounds great, Roger. Okay, okay. All right, thanks. Look, you know, when when um, when when E. Carroll was being interviewed, by Anderson Cooper, 
she started off with that weird uh, discussion about how uh, rape is usually, um, I don't know, sexy or something like that. Whatever she said, then the next comment out of her mouth was, but, but, but this wasn't romantic, as though she were disappointed. Now, back in the mid-90s, uh, there was no politics uh, uh, tied up with Trump. I'll bet she, I'll bet maybe there was some type of flirtation or something going on there, and I'll bet she was into it. I'll bet, I'll bet she was really into it. And, but, but now in recent years or recent few years, maybe, she's decided that, you know, um, she wants to cash in on it. But I think she was into it, and partly given the fact of that weird re- interview with Anderson Cooper, she had to include, but, 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 this, but this wasn't romantic. I mean, that whole thing sounded weird the way she was describing rape, but she sounded disappointed when she said, but, but this wasn't romantic. And so I think, she's, I, think the whole, I think she was into it back then in a way. She liked the attention, and now she's decided recent couple of years to cash in. Yeah, there's something weird. There's something kind of, there's something a little off when I saw that interview. The answers did seem just kind of wacky um, and just strange. And a lot of people took it that way, too. There was just something, I don't know her, um, but just watching her, it just, there's something odd. And and the story just doesn't jive, Raj. I mean, that's the other thing. If you're in the department store and this happens to you, and I, I mean, there's a lot of people around. For starters, and I haven't heard of somebody who said, oh, yeah, uh, right away she came out with her shirt turned off or was screaming or or, uh, you know, or went over to somebody in the counter or did or even the next day. I mean, there's some really there's some odd things uh, that just don't jive. And if you go to these department stores where they have the dressing rooms, you know, I mean, first of all, somebody well known, if I saw a guy walking into the dressing room in Bergdorf Goodman's. That alone would be a surprise, let alone Donald Trump, who's one of the most famous men in the world. It just doesn't fit, Raj. Uh, I mean, even the, even her allegations. And then the other thing that you said afterwards is odd, too, because you're right. When I saw that interview, it was kind of like like she was talking in like such a weird way about the whole ordeal. There's just something something is odd. Something's really odd. And the fact that. We haven't heard like there was no surveillance footage. There was no security guard. There was, you know, there's this there's too many unanswered questions that just don't seem right for somebody who now is saying this is what happened. Uh, what do you think about the actual allegation too, Raj? Not just that kind of weird interview, but the allegation. Well, again, I think that in the mid 90s, that she was kind of into it. Donald Trump, and maybe there was some flirtation going on. I think she was really into it. So you're, saying, you're, saying, you're it, saying it was, a, like, again, you believe it was sort of in her, it was okay at the time, maybe in her mind, and now you believe that she's now translated it. But at the, at the moment, the reason nobody heard about it, you believe, was because she participated in some form. I think she sounded disappointed. She said, but, but this wasn't romantic. It sounded like as if, you know, she was flattered perhaps back then. And, um, and uh, it, it was weird when she said, but this wasn't romantic. It sounded like she was disappointed. I think, I think you know, Donald Trump come in to a store like that and you're a Everybody's going to know. Everybody's yeah, yeah, going to you know. know like, she, might, she, might like, she might have wanted and liked the attention. And she was probably flattered. 
back and, then. And you know what? Also, though, Raj, the one thing I have, you know, taking the story even in another direction, if if Donald Trump or any guy, but especially Donald Trump, he's a big, tall guy. He's noticeable. You, you see him. You can't miss him. You would go, wait a minute. What is Donald Trump doing in this dressing room? There'd be all these rumors uh, in, a, in a girl's dressing room in Bergdorf Goodman with this woman. You know, I mean, nobody, we haven't heard anybody come out and say, oh, I saw them sneak into a dressing room together. You know, I mean, there's just, even if it was conciliatory. So I'm, I'm not even sure any of it happened. I don't know. Again, it's my opinion, but, but it's odd. There's something really, really odd that just does not add up. Uh, but maybe, maybe it's the transformation like you're talking about over time. Who knows? 1-800-848- 9222. We'll continue your calls, everybody. $83 million for saying, I don't know her. This didn't happen. And she's a blank. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. about President Trump already, his legal team saying they will indeed appeal this decision by the New York jury saying that he must pay $83.3 million to E. Jean Carroll, who claims sometime in the 1990s that she was sexually assaulted in a Bergdorf Goodman department store dressing room. Lots of questions tonight about all of this. And boy, uh, I think this number is over the top. The whole case has a lot of questions to me. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Gary. Line five. Gary, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, you know how the president was told he couldn't speak up in the courtroom? He couldn't proclaim his innocence. I think he should have spoken up, proclaimed his innocence, made a scene, forced them to hold him in contempt, arrest him right in the courtroom because it would have been the greatest publicity it would have been all over to every news station in the world. And I, I just, I love your show. I love America and I love President Trump. That's all I got to say. God bless America. And thank you for what you do. Thank you, Gary. You know what? You're right. That would have been quite a scene uh, if he had done that. And it almost got to that because when he was on the stand, the judge was like, okay, that's enough. Uh, and then when the closing arguments came and they were kind of pointing at him, I mean, it just was so I think the whole thing was just done so disrespectful. It was sort of already, you know, they already baked in the decision. It seemed like they already made up their mind. And for them to come to eighty three million dollars, uh, there is something so wrong with all of this. I, I mean, this is for defaming her, her reputation, what happened to her, the damages uh, emotional distress, all these things go into this. I mean, give me a break. I had never heard of this woman before this. 
Uh, she, I guess, was a writer and a, and a journalist, but I'd never even heard of her before all of this. And there's still so many questions. And you're right. That would have been a great moment had they had to kind of carry him away and have him say, this is not about justice. This is not about justice. Uh, he would have skyrocketed even more in the polls, Gary. Great point. Let's go to Norm. Line one. Norm, your thoughts. My thoughts. I, I just want to know how, okay, rape is a crime, okay? How did they twist this around and turn this into a civil case, okay? So that that just, that pisses me off from the from the start, okay? Okay. Uh, and then, you know, they, they turn, and then this $83 million is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's no date. She doesn't know, you know, she doesn't know, ex- you know, exactly when this happened. It's... <laughs> Very fuzzy. And uh, will it change my vote? Absolutely not. Uh, when I heard about it, uh, I sent Donald Trump a thousand dollars today. And uh, that that was my reaction to this. It made me so damn angry that, you know, I, I sent him money. And, uh, and, and you know what, Norm? That, that was, I think uh, I bet you other people are doing the exact same thing you are, too. I bet I bet you it motivated a lot of people because it just looks so out of whack and so over the top. Uh, I think you hit it on the head there. Uh, Norm, thank you. Let's go to Andrew real quick. Line three. Andrew. Rita, Rita, if the dress don't fit, you must acquit. (laughs) Like Johnny Cochran on the glove. Apparently, (laughs) the dress manufacturer that she went on a specific Trump wanted to wear this gown. And they came out right and said that that gown was not even designed, not even invented for well over a decade after that, or 15 years after. And also, Greg Kelly plays a long-form interview, not just with Anderson Cooper, a different, and she says that this will be, I'll be able to dine out for the rest of my life on this one. Well, that's not good. Uh, That sounds like, based on what you're saying, it sounds like someone ka-ching, ka-ching. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And this is a very powerful story coming from Kane County, Illinois. Illinois Deputy Milner delivered DoorDash to a customer after the delivery driver was arrested. Kane County Sheriff Ron Kane said, my deputies always follow through. The deputy who arrested a DoorDash delivery driver during a traffic stop decided to deliver the food to the customer. The Illinois law enforcement official was captured on video delivering a DoorDash order to a customer after the driver was arrested during that traffic stop. In a Facebook post on Thursday, the Kane County Sheriff's Office posted the video of the deputy walking up to a house with the order in his hands. And the sheriff said after having to arrest a food delivery driver during that traffic stop, He completed the order to ensure no one went hungry. Camera footage shows Deputy Milner walking up to the house on a sidewalk surrounded by snow. He then presses the doorbell, at which point a dog can be heard barking from inside. And when the resident opened the door, she asked Milner if the driver got in an accident. 
Deputy Milner quickly responded saying, nope, he got arrested, but we wanted to make sure that you still got your food. You guys have a good night. The resident then tells the deputy, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing. What a great story of the heart of our men and women in blue. And uh, they make deliveries as well. What a great story. And, of course, we love our law enforcement. And that's a great, great story to be able to share tonight. Well, speaking of law, uh, I'm not sure about law and order and law and justice after this decision today. This is incredible. This is, of course, the grand jury, the jury rather, in New York comes down after less than three hours. That's how long they deliberated on this case with President Trump. And they came back with $83.3 million, saying that is what he owes for defaming this woman who says, well, way back sometime in the 1990s, this happened in a dressing room that she was sexually assaulted by then Trump, who was very, again, very well known. She said that people recognized him when he came in. So it's still a very inconceivable story. And just to give you a sense of the payment here, how they got to this amount, emotional harm, $7.3 million dollars. They say reputational repair will cost $11 million for this woman. Punitive damages, $65 million. Again, all of this totaling over $83 bucks for making a statement saying, I don't know her. Uh, she's, a, she's a wacko, something to that effect. And she says those comments defamed her. He says, I don't know her. This didn't happen. And I don't remember anything of what she's talking about, that this is all a fabrication, all a lie. So what is he not supposed to defend himself? He's not allowed to make a statement. I mean, how many times outside of courtrooms do you hear people say, I don't know the person. I didn't do it. I have no idea what they're talking about. Why is it different when it's President Trump? It's a serious question about the justice system. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And here is Andy McCarthy, the former assistant U.S. attorney in New York for the Southern District. Earlier today, he was on Katz and Cosby, and he gave a really interesting perspective about how excessive this case is. There was no sexual assault in the case. This is just two defamation uh, allegations, claims. And... They didn't have to make a finding that he was actually guilty or liable for defaming her because the judge found that those issues had already been resolved in the first trial. So you don't even have things that are as serious as were in the first trial. And the second jury awards 16 times more than the first jury did. And it just seems to me like as an old trial lawyer, you know, it's really hard to find somebody guilty or in the civil context to find somebody liable. I think when a jury does that, it's got kind of like a cathartic effect that they feel like they've struck a blow. And that has a depressing effect on, you know, sentencing and and the finding of damages because you've already you already feel like you found the guy guilty. Right Um, here. They didn't have an opportunity to find them guilty because the only thing on the table was how much she was going to run up the score financially. And I think if a jury decides that they're going to strike a blow, the only way they can do it in a case like that is on the money side. And they really socked it to them. Yeah, but isn't that outrageous, Andy? You just brought up 16 times more. I mean, and and obviously the first one 
was uh, with the sexual assault allegations. And this is just defaming. Doesn't this send a message? People look there and they shake their heads and say, where's the justice? Yeah, well, I mean, to me, a a message could have been sent loud and clear with a lot less than $83 million. It's hard for me to believe, you know, it's it's hard in in, – it's hard to talk about this, especially as an old guy, when we're talking about a woman who, um, you know, may have been through a, an awful experience, which I obviously can't assimilate. But, you know, if you're just going to talk about this in, in like cold, hard financial terms, in the world that she lives in, you know, among the, you know, the people that she cares about, she hasn't really been damaged at all. She's like a star. She's much more... Um, famous and in demand than she ever was before. And the thought that, you know, Trump has done terrible damage to her in terms of defamation by saying that, uh, you know, he denies that he did it. Um, and of course, saying it in his um, inimitable way, as it were. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that she's been profoundly damaged, which is why I think the jury, even at the first jury, even in finding that she was sexually assault, kept the damages to something that was seemingly reasonable at five million dollars. But here she was she started out this case asking for ten million and she's one eighty three point three. It's just it's remarkable. Yeah, remarkable to say the least. And here is the reaction from Trump attorney Alina Haba, who after all this she was outraged. decided that every single defense President Trump had, we were not allowed to raise in front of the jury. It is in writing, and I encourage the journalists, the real journalists, to take the minute to look at his orders. There was no proof. And I couldn't prove that she didn't bring in the dress. There was no DNA. There was no expert. My experts were denied. Two of them, two of them were denied to come in. They didn't bring, let me bring up that Reed Hoffman funded Ms. Kaplan. And you know what we got in there? That my witness, who was her friend, who said that she is a drug addict and the drug addict is herself. That friend, I found out in there, was paid for by Ms. Kaplan's firm. And that is disgusting. That is a violation of everything I stand for. And that is why I stand with Trump. And that is why so many Americans are so proud that he is running again and so excited to run to the ballot box. And she's right, because in the defense, she was not allowed uh, to be able to pull out of Trump. Trump was very limited as to what he could say. He couldn't make any arguments against it just to say that he stood by prior statements. That's all he could say. And there were only very limited questions that he was allowed to be asked and allowed to go into certain areas on the stand. It was so limiting. It was such a control of somebody's defense. How is someone going to defend themselves? And again, we were not in the dressing room, but Trump says he wasn't there either. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Susan, line five. Susan, as a woman, uh, doesn't this just sound fishy? There's something missing here. Oh, there's, oh my God, like maybe they weren't even in the same country because that individual couldn't even say, now, now, and I think every man should like think about this. 
that some woman can just come in and say, oh, yeah, sometime uh, in the last decade, uh, I don't know what year, I don't know what month, but, uh, yeah, that, and I can tell you, because I worked at Bergdorf Goodman, I know how it operates. There are individuals at the door, managers that see who's coming in, they talk to whatever department they're going to. And by the way, the lingerie department is on the west side, that side of the street. And that just, there's there's nothing, no proof that they were even in the same place at the same time. And to, for him to be uh, accused and, and convicted of sexual assault when they can't even say, and that woman, and, they, and he was not allowed to defend himself. This came from a TV show. That same thing. She's a writer. She's a space cadet. Okay. She got backing from the left wing that doesn't, that is, you know, Trump haters. This is, this is ridiculous. Every man or anybody that can be accused of something this serious, and that, oh, she wasn't, he, she was upset because he wasn't really, pl- no, there's nothing that says that they were in the same place at the same time, and that he, this, con- this conviction of him with sexual assault, I think, is so outrageously bogus, and every man should think about it. You know, Susan, I want to go back to what you just said, that you worked at Bergdorf Goodman's. Um describe can you describe sort of what like you like the dressing rooms like you said can you imagine and by her account if i remember it correctly she was saying that yeah people knew it was donald trump is here donald trump is here because he was well known in the 90s super well known he's been well known for decades so say somebody of that high profile walks in everybody knows who it is can you imagine any scenario that people wouldn't have had their eyes on him, just been curious, where's Donald Trump going? And going into the ladies' dressing room, by her account? It's not even that, Rita. The managers stand at the door. They look at each person as how much revenues should we get. They're going to what department? What sales associate will be there to greet them, to wait on them hand and foot? Maybe take them to many other departments. Maybe they want to buy a fur coat and lingerie. What plus they would have every individual's um, purchase history. So I think his lawyers and, and and he wasn't even able to put any of this information in because how could you be convicted of something when they can't even prove that you were in the same country? And that woman, she wasn't able to say, oh, that, and the dress, I think uh, your other caller said that she described the dress, the Donna Karen dress that she was wearing. I mean, she just like, in my opinion, she she completely fabricated all this. And I don't blame Donald Trump, you know, because he, he, there's nothing that puts them in the same hemisphere, let alone dressing room at Bergdorf Goodman. 
I can't stand this. I can't stand this. It's such an injustice. It is really shocking because so far we haven't heard. And and I agree with you, Susan. And I've been in Bergdorf Goodman. I didn't work there, but I've been there. And, you know, you're. it's like I can't even imagine a scenario where that would happen where somebody didn't hear something or see something or, first of all, I can't even imagine them going back together. That just seems preposterous, right? But then you add on the whole scenario of something, you know, uh, untoward happen that somebody couldn't scream, somebody couldn't do something, there wouldn't be some evidence, there wouldn't be something. And and I haven't heard that. And and like you said, it's there's something so, uh, it just seems rotten in Denmark uh, from what I've seen. I mean, it just seems so preposterous. And as a woman, Susan, even just forget the whole scenario. If this were to happen to you, and I'm not sure of her age, but I think she was still, I think she was like a successful uh, columnist even back then and journalist back then by her accounts. So if that's the case, it wasn't like she was like a little weeping willow. Does, Does that just fit as a woman to you hearing this story? Stop right there. There's, I don't care about her and her crazy ideas. She is making this up. She's accusing Donald Trump of a heinous crime, and she can't, and anybody, this this kind of complete injustice, now that they can't make any kind of proof even to charge him, because if she came and say the year that it happened, and she made up a thing about the dress she was wearing, which Donna Karen said that dress wasn't even put, you know, into production for. And I, I and, and the, the, the justice system seems to not even be allowing him to put any kind of a defense up. I think this is just if it happened to anyone, I would be just as upset. And every woman out there, maybe your husband will be the one next to have you know, some kind of an allegation like this. That, And if you're in New York City, you better get the hell out if you're a Republican. Wow. That, that is a uh, hard, I think, a very hard, cold truth uh, after what we're seeing today. Uh, and based on the evidence, like you just said, it is a stunning, stunning decision. And what's also even more amazing, the prosecutors uh, in this case – they were saying, well, let's try to go for like $10 million. And they're like, no, let's make it $83 million. I mean, you can't make it up. I mean, usually the prosecutors are so overreaching and the result is either nothing or, or so little compared to what they ask or somewhere in the middle. No, this time they did it times eight. You know, I, you just cannot make it up. This is a a really incredible moment, and I agree with you, Susan. There's something really disgusting about all of this. The whole process is just, it's shameful. And and what does it say that somebody has to get dragged through the process? And yes, uh, he has money. He is, you know, he's dealing with lawsuits. He's dealing with this. Can you imagine, like you just said, if it was the average person who had not the wherewithal or not the ability with a legal team. This will definitely go to appeals, but who knows where this is going to go. This is just, to me, I agree with you. It is just shocking and so unbelievably excessive. And just uh, where is the evidence? Where is the evidence? And as folks, as you have been saying, you know Bergdorf Goodman. So that is even more powerful, too, to hear their story, you know, the story of where the lingerie department is. 
vis-a-vis uh, where some of the testimony has been. Susan, thank you. I feel your anger, too. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue with your calls. After that one, Susan and I are, are steaming. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tears of anger tonight from President Trump after this decision. Again, a whopping $83 million. This is a stunner, guys. Let's go to Frank from O Canada. Frank, your thoughts. How are you doing, Rita? Uh, This is just laughable, and it's just so ridiculous. Let's change the narrative because everybody's focused on the border and and the crap that Mr. Biden, Mr. President Biden, as if you want to call him that, the puppet, is just destroying North America alone, if not the world. It is so sad that a woman can make up a story. I'm not saying I wasn't there, like you said. I'm not there. I wasn't there. And no one was there. And, and no one knows what I, but your last caller was great. Like, I totally enjoyed that. Um, I got so much to say, but it's just like, man, any woman or any man, and, and that's what it's become. You could say this person did this to me with no proof, and when once they announced the eighty-three million dollar, I laughed my head off. I'm like, you kidding? She was asking for five, then it went to ten, and all of a sudden, oh, you're not allowed to speak, Mr. Trump. You better control your uh, defendant here. It's just. Alina Haba is so much, like, she is so educated on that. It's, like, unreal. It is. And, uh, listen, if you're falsely accused, as he claims he is, you better be streaming mad and screaming and shouting to the rooftops. I mean, that's a normal behavior. He's not supposed to sit there and smile and say this is a happy day. Uh, but there are, boy, there. this is like Swiss cheese. So many holes in this case, for sure. <laughs> 